You're listening to Inside Acting. To find out more and make a donation, visit our website at InsideActingPodcast.com. Hello and welcome to episode 91 of Inside Acting. My name is Trevor Algott and on this podcast we interview actors, writers, directors, filmmakers, producers, agents, managers, casting directors, personal finance gurus, life coaches, voiceover artists, anybody at all involved with the entertainment industry and we package those interviews up into this podcast and stick it out there on the World Wide Web for free for you. And on today's episode, we have a full uncut interview with Miguel Emodio, who is a uh, cinematographer, editor, and producer. He's the founder of Inner Image Media and Rapid Reels, a real creation company, and it's really good stuff. So um, make sure you guys stick around for that. Hey everybody, it's Trev. Um, thanks for joining us for episode 91 of Inside Acting. I'm flying solo for this episode. AJ and I unfortunately could not get our schedules to work again this week, but uh, it's all good. It's all good because we have this awesome interview with Miguel Amodio, who, as you heard a second ago, is a cinematographer, an editor, a producer. He's the founder of Inner Image Media and uh, and Rapid Reels, and uh, all the links to his stuff is on the website, so uh, feel free to check that out before you listen to the interview just to kind of get some context for... Um, for what he does and how he does it. And um, this is the full uncut interview. This is the full, like, it's almost an hour, um, which is another reason I'm going to keep this short. Um, and I, if I could recommend just one thing when you listen to this, it would be the to, to kind of come at it um, from the perspective of a DIY kind of content creator slash actor. And this is the, the context of the interview was, was, was kind of towards actors. And, and Miguel shares a lot about how he works. But I think to really get kind of maximum benefit, think about it as a fellow, like absorb all this information as, as if you were a fellow content creator. It's really, really good stuff um, either way. But if you kind of come from it, come at it from that mindset and just kind of think of, uh, of getting this information from a peer, um, I think it can be kind of doubly effective. So uh, I'm going to keep this super short and wrap up now. So enjoy the interview, guys, and I will see you on the other side. Hey guys, this is Trev, and I am uh, very excited to be sitting across the table from Miguel Amodio. Did I say that right, Amodio? You did. Yeah, you Miguel, said it right. Miguel Amodio, who is um, a really, you know, Miguel's a creator of RapidReels.com, um, which is a, a, a company that makes reels for actors, and uh, also the co-founder of Inner Image Media, mm-hmm. a production company. And no- normally, I'm a little, uh, to be honest, a little averse to, to having people who... Um, 
Hmm. I guess to having people who make reels on the on the sure. podcast. We've had a lot of requests for it, and normally I'm kind of like, I don't, I don't want to polarize people or yeah. like because that's a sensitive. It's kind of a sensitive topic, and everybody's doing it. And mm-hmm. um, and then when we sat down for coffee at Starbucks, um, we had such a great conversation just about the philosophy behind what it is to be an actor and a content creator in the yeah. digital YouTube era. That I was like. Oh shit, like this guy, we gotta sit down. So I'm so excited uh, that you're here, dude. Thanks for being here. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Uh, definitely been listening to you guys uh, since, I, since I moved here two years ago. O- off and on, not 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 regularly, but um, but off you guys and on. get out, get out, man. <sighs> if you haven't heard every episode, you're <sighs> not qualified. No, <laughs> I'm episode what ninety ninety one ninety. Yeah, this is episode ninety one. Okay, yeah. cool, awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, man. Uh, thank you for for having me. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Cool, cool. So we usually like to kind of just, as you've heard, we like to usually start at the beginning and just kind of get a feel for what your journey has been like to get you to here. Um, but I know we have so much to talk about, about, uh, about the here and now. So, so what's the, the 30,000 foot view of, uh, what got you from birth to LA on today? Um, yeah, man, you know, I went to a community college again. I, I had started in radio broadcasts and, uh, I, I, I was like a couple of years out of high school and, um, trying to figure out my life. I wasn't going to school. I was working, trying to make a living for myself. I was living on my own already. Um, and, uh, I really needed to, to bring some, you know, relationship was on, on the way out, um, that I was in kind of long term, and, and, uh, I was definitely ready for a move and a change. And, um, so I, you know, I talked to my parents and, uh, I had said, Hey, can I, can I move back home? I was 22 at the time and, um, moved back home and, and, the you know, I went to a community college, um, in the East Bay, uh, Diablo Valley college. And, um, the closest thing they had to a broadcast program was a uh, television, television broadcast. So I, I took that class, um, kind of because there was nothing else, you know, in radio by the end of the semester, um, we had, we, we, our assignment was to do a live broadcast within the studio and you had to provide your own actors and story and script and all that. Well, two of my actors had flaked out at the last minute. Now these, these weren't, these weren't LA professional actors or anything. These are just, you know, these were friends. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and this was the first lesson of, of, you know, watch your relationships between friends and professionalism and, and making that line pretty distinct, you know, clear, but they flaked out and I had to improvise, you know, I wasn't going to get a grade, um, for my final if I couldn't produce something, um, on the spot. So I, I got a couple of my Japanese, um, friends from class who spoke very little English. My one actress who was there, who, uh, who is my best friend had to improv the same, you know, I just decided, fuck it, I'm going to improv the, the, the same scene that I was supposed to do. I'm just going to use these two Japanese guys that speak very little English, and I'm going to tell them to talk to her in Japanese, and she's going to deliver her lines the same way she would have with the other actors, and it was a big hit, and everybody thought really? it was great, and I got I got an A for it. Um, wow. And uh, I was hooked, man. I was hooked after that. That was, that was kind of the need to improv on the spot, the having having such a a huge ordeal take place where you you know where everything falls out seemingly from from under you and and having to make the choice of well I can sit here and bitch and complain that these guys flaked on me but I'm it's not going to change the fact that I'm not going to get a grade you mm-hmm, know and I mm-hmm. and I 
what the fuck have I been doing this whole semester if I don't get a grade, you know, for my final. So being forced to improvise on the spot really gave me an appreciation for media, creative media that I guess, Mm -hmm. you know. So yeah, and again, it was television, but I, I took that passion after that first semester and I started I started a film that didn't go anywhere it never got completed of course but you know it was my first endeavor but I was hooked I was hooked Mm -hmm. and and then long story short um a few years after that I started interimage media or at the time it was interimage productions um my my father had gotten laid off from work and I saw him come home and kind of kind of upset and you know in his own way and I thought fuck man I do not I don't want that kind of insecurity, you know, insecurity. I don't want to work for other people and then get laid off and, and come home and, and mm-hmm. kind of what, what do I have, you know, um, feeling. And so I, I just, I balls out. I was like, um, I'm going to start a company. I'm, I'm going to make an investment and, uh, in my own personal money that I had saved and got, was fortunate to be able to write a proposal to my grandfather and, uh, he, he gave me a little bit of extra money to invest in a computer and a camera, and that's how Interimage started. And um, and I very quickly realized I was way in over my head, um, hmm. and I needed a producer. <laughs> yeah. And so I went through a few different business partners, but um, no one ever quite fit um, because they were off doing other things. And and again, the film community in the Bay Area is great. There is quite a community out there. But it's it's not what it is here. It's not mm-hmm. what it is in L.A. Um, you can go to any bar in this town and start a conversation. That's one of the cliches of L.A. Is that like everybody's talking about their screenplay or yeah. how they need new headshots? And it's yeah. just so true, man. I catch myself in those conversations all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, if some tourist walked by and heard me, I, I'd be that story. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I was at a bar and everyone's talking about their yeah. screenplay. Or- but, but, you know, it's one of those things that when you're not... When you're not um, in that environment, you, you can't understand the value of, of, of having access to that. Um, and so I found the Bay area really frustrating, um, to, to launch the company because for the last eight, I mean, I've been in LA, what, two years now. So for eight years in our image kind of teetered, it struggled, um, for about eight years. And, and within those eight years, I had to consistently upgrade my equipment Mm. to stay, somewhat relevant every two years at least right nah, for me it was most. yeah for for me it was i i made i made a the upgrade from st to hd um when okay. the hvx came out i went from the dvx to the hvx that was a pretty big investment and then um the computer was able to last me the the big investment in a, in a nice computer lasted me for i bought a a mac a macbook uh, i'm sorry a uh, mac tower um, and I decked it out. I spent all my money on that. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, it lasted me for about eight years, the eight years that That's I was awesome. there. So it was really, it was great that I didn't have to really upgrade that. But certainly when I got HD, you know, it, it, I had to upgrade the, the RAM and I had to upgrade right. my graphics processor. Cause you know, uh, when I first bought it, it wasn't, yeah, it, yeah. it couldn't handle the HD. So, so when, when you started your, when you started inner, inner image, <clears throat> Um, what, what was your vision? What did you want to create? Um, a- after having worked on the, the, the film that didn't really go anywhere, um, I, 
with the same actress that had helped me, you know, uh, in that, in my television production class, we had talked a lot, you know, we had talked a lot about, um, the idea of starting a community, uh, a film, you know, just people that want to come together and, and create stuff. Um, because there's, there's, as you know, there's just an addictive quality to creating, mm-hmm. to creating, um, films, stories that, that, that people can connect to on some level. And, um, I was I was really hooked, but I also felt like I can't do this. So I knew I couldn't do it alone, um, and so it became it became about building a community. You know, getting a group of people together that wanted to create, like minded people that wanted to create, even though we don't have all the answers, and we'll just figure it out. You know, and right. the running joke was if we miss something, we'll and. It's a joke out here too. Is you'll fix it in post, post. fix it yeah. in post. So the, the, it sounds like the vision was really just to create a community, to create a community, and and the name in our image is really, um, really kind of came from this place of I'm not overly religious. I am spiritual, but I'm not. You know, I, I kind of believe anything is possible. So mm-hmm. um, the name was kind of anything you want it to be. You know, I mean, to, <laughs> right. but it, but the meaning for me is it's your inner image. I mean, it, it mm-hmm. the things that you do with us is just as much yours as it is mine. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a community. It's, I can't know what your inner image is no more than you can know what mine is, but hopefully collaborating, we can, we can get it out together and, and create something cool. awesome. Cool. So that was kind of the inception behind the name. Awesome. And then out of that was eventually born rapid reels, which many, um, many years later, yes. which I, I have to say, um, I mean the, the way I met you, Miguel was through, um, I mean, I had met you actually at a at a show that you you had come to see First Squad. I think yeah, actually. I, I came to see, see yeah. First Squad with uh, Aurora De Blas. Right, and Aurora yeah. um, has been a really um, she's just a wonderful person, just an incredible person, amazing and um, such a huge supporter of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And actually, I, I feel of me personally too. Like she's mm-hmm. always been just like such a champion for me, and it just feels so good to totally. to have a, a friend like that. You know, she's a she's a mother to all. <laughs> she's amazing. She's amazing, and um, she. You, I guess you guys produced her short film, Incredible Girl. Yeah. Which um, I've only seen stills and a couple teasers mm-hmm. and things like mm-hmm. that from it, but it looks so good. And then from that, I kind of followed the links and saw some of the reels you've created. And mm-hmm. most of them are um, on the internet as just like scenes, like almost like mini films yeah. that are consisting of one scene. But the way they're shot and cut and the, the, the it's like, it's, it's way above any other real creation service I've ever seen. Thank you. Ever seen. Um, and, and that's not, that's not even me just like complimenting you. That's just fact. Like it's just the way it is, you know, let's talk a little bit about where that came from and, and why you guys put so much work, clearly put so much work into these reels when you could just, you know, like we talked about the other day at Starbucks, you could just put a camera, have some guy stand in to be the shoulder in the corner of the shot, yes. and then just focus on the actor the whole time yeah. for 30 seconds, hit hit stop, and then just burn it into a DVD and say, here's your reel. Cer- but you guys certainly. go all out. Yeah, I, I mean, and and people are doing that, and, and, that's, and that, that works for some people. That's maybe all they need, um, but... Yeah. Um, well, let, let me cut you off there, actually, because you know what? I, I really don't like that. I'm going to just personally say that when I see those scenes in a reel, I see an actor who has paid to have their reel done. Sure. I see an actor saying, look at me act. I'm a lawyer. I'm a doctor. I'm a student. Right. I'm a drug addict. Right, right. I'm a mechanic, whatever it is. Right. 
Um, and you know, it's convincing. The ultimate goal of a reel is just to show people what you look and sound like on film and that you can or can't act. Mm-hmm. But y- what you guys do is engrossing. Like it just, it pulls the viewer in. So I, I just wanted to drop that in because, Thanks, um, man. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I, I, yeah. Ahead. No. 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 I mean, I, and again, I mean, every everybody's going to have a different approach to to how they handle it. I mean, okay. Uh, Aurora and I had met on a film back in the Bay Area um, that we were producing called Eye for a Tooth, and that's that's still kind of hope, hopefully going to hit some festival circuits. But that was like uh, Michael and I. Michael's my business partner at Inner Image, um, and that that was kind of like our film school our serious film school because because incredible we, girl was no no oh, I for two okay, okay. um because it, it the subject matter dealt with um revenge uh of uh, this horrific rape that happens in in an alleyway aurora is the victim and the the lead chases down this this rapist and and puts him down kills him and and has to deal with the consequence of that so the subject matter was really engrossing and deep and and but nothing like we'd ever done and and through the friendship that we had made with those actors and and aurora especially um and the collaboration that we had over the years um we had started doing scene work for our acting friends out in out mm-hmm. in the san francisco bay area not aurora but but some of our other acting friends and um, they just asked favors they were like hey can you just it was yeah and 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 for us um you know during as you know like productions are few and far between sometimes sometimes it, it'll take a year before you can actually do a, another big project and 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 so we really kind of looked forward to doing that because it was a way to keep ourselves sharp and active creatively we also wanted to bring something different to the table and and we also had to ask ourselves what what is in it for us as well um is it a paycheck is is that all it's going to be or is it going to be something deeper than that because from our perspective why are we going to go do this thing over here where we create a scene if if we're not actually interested in what it looks like and, right. and how it plays. Because at the end of the day, we moved to LA for the same reason that most hackers moved to LA. We're hoping to make it somehow, but instead of going maybe the traditional route and the route many actors have to go, which is, um, you know, through getting an opportunity through someone else, we're, we're trying to forge our own opportunity because the, the technology really allows for it. Now mm-hmm. YouTube has really kind of opened up that door, um, to get discovered in new, interesting ways. Um, and so we started asking ourselves, why wouldn't we put the same kind of production value into mm-hmm. what we would put in any one of our films? And then, and then what a great calling card you guys have with a bunch of that. I mean, absolutely. You have all these amazing little scenes. It's like when people are going to look at that, say, who made you real? Right. And I've got this short film script with this web series script and I'm going right. to go to those guys to right. have them produce it. Well, and, and, and the thing, the thing too, and, and this is kind of our thought on, on, uh, any argument that might be made about uh, uh, a short thirty, you know, fifteen to thirty second scene versus our typically two one and a half minutes, to two yeah. to three minute yeah. scenes, um, you know, the more I, as an editor, the more I looked at working actors' professional demo reels, the more I started noticing that when you see a guest spot on Nickelodeon or um, uh, CBS or HBO or any of these things that maybe an actor got a guest starring role in that they've cut into their reel. That the one thing you notice is it doesn't just cleanly come in and go out. You've come in in the middle of a moment, in the middle of a scene, 
with all this backstory, all this story that you're never going to know because all you need to see is that actor in that moment saying what he or she is going to say and portraying the kind of character that he or she wants to portray. Mm -hmm. But on a professional set, you go and you don't have, you know, it's, it's not just an isolated thing. You've got other players you're working with. And if you are isolated, there's, there's a, there's a serious intention behind why that actor would be speaking by themselves, you know, monologuing. Um, and, and so we, we kind of looked at that model and and thought, yeah, maybe that works for some people, but for us, we, we want to dive in deeper. We want to know, we, we believe, um, from our own production experience that the best way to achieve the character you want to achieve and show casting directors what you can do is by is by is by thinking about the backstory think about where your character is and where he or she is going and if you don't have a person to engage with not just a shoulder but like an actual person that's feeding you lines yeah how do you how do you gauge yourself as an actor how mm-hmm. do you and again, I'm not an actor, but but again, from what I notice and what my, you know, the people I've talked to and even casting directors that I talk to, there's there's when you look at professional work, there's a subconscious happening. A casting director can see that yes, you can play this character, you can play this type, but they're also looking at they're also looking at the fact that you know how to work, that mm. you know that you've been on a professional yeah. set, that you know how to work well with others. And those are the subconscious that, that they're never going to necessarily come right out and say, because it's not something they typically would, would even think about mm-hmm. being a factor. And yeah, like you said, if you, I mean, we have, look, we love displaying the scenes that we help produce for actors, but sometimes we'll get a client that says, I don't want I don't want this shown, you know, I don't want this on YouTube on, on or YouTube your or anything or yeah. on the website. And you can't do anything but um respect that because you understand where that's coming from. And mm-hmm. and um you don't want necessarily casting directors to know that you paid for this real creation service. Um so our goal, our goal with these 2 to 3 minute scenes is create something that one you can be proud of. Um, just for creating. And two, when you actually, when we sit down together, when the client and myself or one of the, our other editors sit down with them, we go through that two minute scene. We watch it and we analyze it. We break it down. And, and the client really gets to pick their favorite moment from the scene. And so you can still have the best 15 seconds like you would with those, with our competitors product, but instead of it being a very cookie cutter to fit right. directly into your into your reel you've got something that that especially with actors that are working that are bringing us other content when you mix in one of our scenes with say something you did on NBC or HBO or whatever uh-huh. you know we stagger we stagger our scenes with their stuff so that it's not back to back to back it's you know and and when we get clients that don't have any content and of course we we edit a reel that's all of our stuff back to back the objective is always how can we make each one of these scenes look feel different mm-hmm. how can we make it feel like it actually came from something rather than just being designed to, to fit their needs yeah the cookie cutter thing because yeah. it is at the end of the day it is about the actor's needs that's what they came to get this product so we believe if we put a little bit more work into it and give mm-hmm. them a little bit more bang for their buck um 
not only are they going to get a broader experience besides just coming in and filming, they're going to learn something about the production process. They're actually going to know what it's like to be on on an, on a set. Um, but at the end of the day, we're also we're still really grassroots, and we're mm-hmm. we're content creators that have you know we're interested in making our own stuff and producing our own stuff. Uh, our our belief has really been you have to surround yourself with with. Um, the talent you have to surround yourself with with really great talented motivated people because we don't have special effects to cover cover up our mistakes so oh, it requires mm. great acting and great scripts mm. there there are, a, there are a couple scenes though in your portfolio so to speak that that do have some pretty cool special of course like special yeah. effects like there's a scene where um i forget the actor's name but he's like a time traveler or something and he gets yeah rico anderson that was such a cool scene man yeah, and at yeah. the end he just kind of like teleports, teleports out and yeah it was so well done. And I, I was just thinking like, dude, you would never get this from yeah. any other real. Nobody would ever put this kind of work yeah. into your reel. And this is the, it's the kind of thing that actors can really show their family and friends who aren't affiliated in the industry and their family and friends will fucking shit bricks. Well, and, and, you, and, and that's the, and that's the thing too, is, is as the, when we first started, we, we were thinking, Oh, we got, you know, we're going to, we're going to provide DVDs for our clients. And then I think, I think six months into starting rapid reels, we, we went all, to DVD is we, we all went digital. We were like, yeah. fuck it. Let's just yeah. like give them digital. And, and that was the other thing too. When we first started, we were trying to cookie cut these scenes, but when we got into post, we we're like, fuck, we got to lose all this great stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, and people, people have said, you give way too much for, for what you guys are asking. And I say, I don't, I don't know about that because, because again, with, with everybody getting something out of it, I think that, I think that we try to keep a competitive price, but we are the most expensive guys in town and it's because of are what you really, yeah, we are, we, we charge, we, uh, well we have, I mean, we have all the same kind of options that, um, our competitors would have. We have the one angle over the shoulder, you know, shot, right, right. but Again, what we do is there's always an engaging factor. Even if there's a shoulder, that person still they're engages. They're an actual actor. They're not a reader or a, or the the guy behind the desk. There's somebody that works. Yeah, there's there's somebody in. that works with us, and yeah. and they'll they'll read the lines, you know, the yeah. way that they should be read. Uh, read and and so even if we do uh, one of our cheaper solutions for the actor that's kind of on the fence and doesn't have five ninety five to spend for a a full scene. It, we still have that engaging factor mm-hmm. from from the other yeah the um, other let's body. talk let's talk a little bit about the community of actors that you have built up because you have people you work with pretty consistently mm-hmm. so like let's say i'm an actor i'm new to town or i'm looking to get a, or maybe i've been here a while and i just want to spice up my reel mm-hmm. and i decide to come to you guys mm-hmm. um and you write a scene for me mm-hmm. and then you have a pool of actors that you can yeah. kind of pick from uh on a consistent basis to mm-hmm. match up with that new actor the new client we have we have uh a program that we had started very uh, right almost right at the inception of rapid reels um called uh, dedicated actors uh, they're called our dedicated actors and these are actors that like you said we've worked with time and time again i didn't want to lose these people out of my lives because they brought such a such a an amazing talent that you it's so hard to find and yeah. so we've built up through rapid reels we've built this community of act i mean we've we've already had a community of actors but we continue to build it because um when you find those good actors when you find actors that really bring something solid to the table we want to we want to be able to work with them and we want to be able to work with them again and and if you have maybe you have an actor maybe you came into town you want to reel and and you've got years of experience and 
you're you're the most amazing thing about the scene, whatever, but you still have this dedicated actor that's there to, to play with you. And if you're an actor that doesn't have a lot of experience, the dedicated actor is great because they push. They push, and they'll bring that support that actors sort of just get from one another when they when they start hanging out together and mm-hmm. and and conversing and the people that we choose to surround ourselves with and and call dedicated actors are people that we know are reliable people that we've worked with again and again um people that we call our friends and family um it's very important for us mm-hmm. to have that because uh they are a representation of of the quality of our product it really elevates that client and it really kind of um forgive the word I'm going to use here. I just can't think of another one. It really lubes the process. Yes. You know, I it mean, really it really does lube the process. I, it? I mean, I've been using the word lube and grease on the podcast so much lately. And I don't know why it just, I can't think of a better word, but like it's a sexy word. I mean, it is, is it a is very a sexy, sexy word. word. Yeah. So go to uh, go to inner image for, uh, for a lube job. Um, <laughs> inner image like, media and rapid reels for a yeah. nice, nice oil change. Yeah. They'll get you job. greased up. And yeah. It'd be great. Um, we'll jump right in. <laughs> But, um, I mean, I, I can imagine coming into a, a, a community like that yeah. where, where people know each other, they've worked together before yeah. and I get to be a part of that kind of family. That's, it just sounds like we, we've, see, see, we've had, we've had many clients turned that have actually turned into that. De- we've had a few clients that have turned into dedicated actors that's because, awesome. because the relationship was so good. And, and again, you know, we, we invite our clients to stay in touch with us, to keep us yeah, posted on, on what's going on. We have a newsletter that, uh, through in our image that, uh, Michael posts every Sunday. So whenever we have past clients or friends of ours that are doing interesting stuff we get it out there we tell you know we spread the word we'll share stuff on our rapid reels and inner image facebook pages you know we we really want to support our community because the the one thing that we will never do is tell you that working with us is going to lead to success right we believe that it's it's one facet i believe that 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 creating content for yourself is really important if you're going if you're going to invest in headshots that it, the idea of investing in in scene work um seems like a logical logical action but mm-hmm. it, it's a big investment to make and and the clients we we want to work with are, are people that are ready to do it yeah. um you have to you have to mentally and spiritually be ready to jump in because working with us um it it is a family. It's a it's it's a family. It's a community of friends, um, and we want to stay in touch with. We invite our clients to stay in touch with us, but we also we're not yes men. Even though it's about the client, even though they're coming to us and we're writing, and every every one of these productions is about them. You you are not you are not going on set and and making up the rules yourself you've got you you go to a set and you work you're you're you've just been employed you're gonna you're working for them and and we build what we try to do is build that that supportive but tough love environment where if you're gonna work with us be prepared to jump in because everyone from our dedicated actors to our writers to our directors to me will call you out on your shit because if you're going to spend the money we're asking you to spend for one of our full, like our fully fledged scenes, then then don't expect. Uh, oh my god, you're so great! You're just so perfect. <laughs> right. Every every take is great because the lube only gets you so far. It, the, yeah, man, you got to relube. You got to relube every once in a while. But but it, it, it's a waste of time. How much do you charge for a full scene? Uh, full scene is five ninety five. Five ninety five. It's uh, nine ninety for two scenes, mm-hmm. and it's uh, fourteen ninety five for. I'm gonna jump on the bandwagon and, and say you guys don't charge enough. 
I mean, for what I've seen, I mean, I told you this in the coffee shop the other day too. I mean, yeah. the, the, well, I mean, you said that some people look at your, your work and, and the way you guys do things and they actually turn you down, which, which blows my mind, but maybe they're looking for it's, something different. But you, but what you guys, yeah. what you got, the, the value that you sure. provide, especially like the community, it's like right. work with us and you can be, become part of this community yeah. and almost all the actors that I saw that I know on your dedicated actors um, in the group there are also content ben, creators. Ben Whitehair is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, Ben just recently joined the, uh, the troop, if you will. Awesome. Uh, we just shot a, we just shot a scene with him and, uh, one of our clients, um, uh, like a Mad Men fifties theme and, awesome. and, uh, and the client, for that. the client was able to, to bring in this like classic Ford from that era. Uh, yes. and, and, uh, I mean, it was it was fucking. Killer. That just sounds fun, yeah, man. Yeah, it was a yeah. lot of fun, man. We went out to this really classy location, and it, it really just and that's and that's the thing. I mean, you know, but you said something earlier that like almost right at the beginning about how you've been kind of adverse to bringing certain, you know, talking about demo reels and whatnot, mm-hmm. and 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 I think there's a reason for that, and I think I think that, uh, you know, I. I think that the the struggle that we've had as a company, I mean, look, we don't do actual advertisement. Everything, mm-hmm. all the business we've gotten has been word of mouth and social through social yeah, media or stuff, yeah. you know, good relationships with within the community, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how we found our success and continue to find our success. Um, in the two years that that we've been here in LA um, and the friends that I've got, the the one thing that that drives me insane is. Uh, all the all the all the stuff people ask of actors in terms of take take this class, invest in this, invest in that, invest in mm. this, and and you know and and the business is of course a just a matter of fact. It it is yeah we're we're making a, a small but we're making a paycheck at the end of the day for for doing this. It's a difference between for us saying we want to work with people that are ready versus. Oh, you need to use us. No, you don't need to use us at all. You need to do what's right for you as an actor and, and what's right for your career. And and those clients that call saying, what are your prices? And we tell them 595 that hang up on us because it's too much for us. Then but you're going to spend 400 bucks on headshots. Sure. But, but wow. if you don't wow. understand, but if you don't understand yeah. what goes into it and, and you maybe you've had bad experiences somewhere else or mm-hmm. you don't understand the, the process, then you can't blame those people for for being suspect, and and that's one reason why we don't charge more. Is we feel like what we're what we're asking for takes care of for the most part the production. You know, like like that visual effect that we that we did. You know, we charged a little bit extra for that because we had to we had to outsource that to a mm-hmm. to one of our regular production guys. So it's not a regular thing. It's not a regular thing for for something like that to happen. The same client that just worked with Ben um, a couple weekends ago, her first scene, we decided let's take her out to the Mojave Desert and fucking shoot a desert scene. That's the one with Aurora, right? That's the one with Where Aurora. She's like a prisoner or something. Mm-hmm. God, that was yeah. such an awesome. Awesome scene, and 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 that didn't we didn't charge her extra for that. We just you know the the five ninety five covered that. We just included it because fuck we wanted to go to the desert and and it was right for that script. And that and that's the one thing I, I can't stress enough is with us, it starts with a great script. It mm-hmm. starts with that consultation. Our consultations are always free and they're always in person because the 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 thing for us is we want to we want to know what you look like in person and what your energy is just as much as you want to know what our energy is like and that and the the thing that that um 
you know, we're really adamant about is, is kind of having that, that first meeting very open and we're, we're not, we don't try to get a commitment out of them mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. because we're there to talk about what they want to do. We're there to talk about what, what your dreams are. And sometimes just because you want to do something doesn't mean it's the right time to do it. Sometimes you need another six months. Sometimes you need a year. So we just try, you know, but it's, it's no loss to us to, to, to go out of our way to go meet with, a potential client or, and, and just have a great conversation like we are now about yeah, the creative yeah. process and what their aspirations and dreams are, why they moved to LA, um, and what their goals are. Because if we can't help them, we can certainly point them towards some cool resources and, and, um, you know, and, and the one thing that we always tell clients that are kind of on the fence is do your homework. Yeah. Do that, your homework. And that, that brings me to something we talked about real briefly before, before we started recording, which was the idea, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if it exists in other parts of the country or the industry, but Mm -hmm. in LA, I felt there's a very mm, potent, um, idea of, of us versus them. Yeah. Me versus you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm in, I'm in an audition room with a bunch of actors and, and I see a bunch of actors that look, that look, walk, talk and act just, Mm -hmm. just like me, like Mm -hmm. Trevor clones. And that's always a humbling experience because you're like, I thought I was a unique snowflake and this guy is my identical, identical guy. And he's, he's a douchebag and great. (laughs) Great. That's me now. So, you know, and then I, I look at him and I'm like, I'm going to get this role. Like you're going to lose. I'm going to win. You I know, mean, and yeah. when I fall into that headset or that mindset, I'm just like, this is so not helpful. And I, re- yeah. I see it everywhere. It's, it's, and it's, you, yeah. it's the fucking rat race, man. And, 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 and the, and you know, and, and Aurora is a huge, uh, if you ever talk to her about, about, um, about this, I mean, she'll, <laughs> we laugh about it because uh, again, this, this goes back to why did we come out to LA? Why are we doing what we're doing with rapid reels and inner image? Yeah. Inner images is, is again, we're trying to find our footing. We're trying to create for ourselves because my belief, just what I see, uh, you know, I would love, to, you know, I'd be an idiot if I said, if Steven Spielberg called me tomorrow and said, Miguel, I want to work with you. Let's, let's make a movie, you know, <laughs> that I, that I wouldn't take that opportunity. But the, likely, the likelihood of Steven Spielberg calling me up is, is not, not very likely. And, mm-hmm. and it's because if you start looking at the people that are successful, uh, and the teams that they work with, it's the same team in, it's mm-hmm. the same team out, every project. You'll see a lot of the same actors, and there's a reason for that. People want to work with their friends. They want if to you're going to build them. a house, exactly. are you going to just have an, like an open yeah. hiring line when you've already got six carpenters yeah. that you know can do the job? Yeah. And, and, and what's exciting about this time more than any other time in the industry is that it's not what it was even 10 years ago. Mm. It, it has, the technology has really opened the doors for people to create content. So how do we stand out when you can just go out and buy yourself a camera and do it yourself? Well, actually, you should go out and buy your camera and do it yourself if you don't have any experience and you don't want to spend any money because on a, on a real creation service or your friends or whoever, because it's just the act of doing is, is, is an education. Yeah. But, but what we hold ourselves to is the quality. Because that's the only thing we have going for us. If if we if we misstep on the writing process, if we slack on the writing process, if we don't um, push and challenge ourselves as as content creators ourselves, uh, and and aren't doing our very best for each one of these scenes, if we're not putting our best foot forward for each one of our clients, then we have no right. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, we have no right to call ourselves filmmakers, nor do we have a right to to expect success 
through inner image mm-hmm. because we're not taking that job seriously. Yeah. And I believe that if you if you can look at these scenes as opportunities to to learn and grow, to be around talented people, to experience something new, then and and you put again, you just put your best energy forward when you're doing one of these scenes as though it was the a film that was the closest to yeah, you. As if it were a job, yeah. Then you're gonna you're gonna go and attack your own personal created produced work through mm-hmm. inner image or whatever, your own personal stuff, that much harder. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna attack it with such a such an efficiency too. And that and that's the other thing I, I am so incredibly grateful for is it it's really made us efficient at our mm-hmm. own personal production in your experience what is one thing that actors who come to set to work with you who are maybe newer to this whole thing Mm -hmm. what is one thing they do that's that's just like consistently shooting themselves in the foot and then on the flip side what's one thing they do that you're you're so happy they do that maybe more experienced actors just forget um i think that's a hard one it's a hard one because every actor is a snowflake and is so different (laughs) but i i think it's I have a hard time saying that that there's any right or wrong. It's just what you've been taught, um, mm. and I, we. I, I won't say the name, but we recently had a client that had gone through the whole pre-production and got to the rehearsal phase and kind of flaked out on the rehearsal. Couldn't couldn't make it for whatever reason, and then, uh, but still wanted to move forward. And then the day of the shoot came around. And he was our dedicated actor showed up and he was nowhere to be found. Well, he had already paid up to that point. So it's, I mean, it's no loss to us that act, our dedicated actor is still getting taken care of and crews all good, but it, it's uh there, there, there's this element of fear and you guys were touching on that in the last episode is, is fear. Fear isn't necessary, but it's, it's, uh, you're in this environment of fear constantly that you need certain things. They're, they're, when actors come in with certain beliefs that they need this, this, and this in order to find success. If we're not shooting on the red camera, we're, mm. we, we can't possibly know what we're doing. Like it, it's, it's just these mindsets that when actors come in with these kind of what I consider broken mindsets, you know, we work that much harder to try and educate them mm-hmm. in a new way of thinking because we, I mean, we've worked with. I've, I mean, we just also edit demo reels sometimes. So if a client comes in and just needs a demo reel, we'll do that too. But it's it's amazing to me the conversations that I've had with actors that are like, well, I don't really want to pay for this service because it's not, you know, it's it's I'm still paying for to create something, and I'd rather just make it on my own as a filmmaker mm-hmm. or get or get experience in an actual film. And then you look in, I'm sitting there editing their, their film or their student films, whatever kind of content they got. And it's, and it's kind of half-assed, you Mm -hmm, know, it's mm -hmm. not very good because the lack of experience of those filmmakers couldn't really kind of bring it up to snuff, but it's no fault of theirs. It's just, again, it's experience. And, and I think that, I think the belief that you're somehow lesser of an actor if you pay for scene work. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of a ridiculous thing to think about now because I I do think that if it if um I, I think if your intention is to work, but you're just tired of not getting the work or mm-hmm. or you just want to take some sort of ownership and and creating content for yourself, I think it's um whether it's with us or anyone else out there, friends or or our competitors or whoever. It's a worthwhile endeavor, in my opinion, because of just 
the fact that you're going to learn something from it. And there's no, I don't believe that there's any fault in creating content for yourself, especially scene work. Yeah. If it can benefit, yeah. benefit your career. And, and we've talked about in the podcast, the idea of failing forward, Yeah, you know? So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. don't be afraid of the end result. Just yeah. learn, just fail yeah. through your, fail your way to success basically. But the actor can't necessarily know, especially when you don't have a community actors can't necessarily know what they're getting into because it, it is a, and this is the thing I love about the community. You, you would ask what, what are, when clients come in, what do they do? Right. You know, what are some of the things that, yeah. that you really like? It's when they trust you. It's when they trust you implicitly wow. and when they, and when they, when they come in and they say, look, I'm, I'm giving you this money. I'm trusting that you're going to, you know, cause you can't control how somebody you know, whether somebody's going to be disappointed or excited, we always hope that people are going to love their scenes, but there's no guarantees that they're, they're going to fucking love it. But mm. that's not on us to, to worry about. But when they give us that trust and they work with us and they start from the first day, like they just start engaging and yeah. conversing, you get to tell them what it is that you do as a, as a producing like content producer. And so they can, they can start understanding that process and trusting what it is they're actually paying for. And we break that down for, for everybody, whether it's our own production through in our image or rapid reels, we always want to make sure that our actors feel like they're included mm. within the creative process because they are, because if it was written a certain way and I'm so stuck up that I can't get out of, my own ass to to make a change that doesn't work for you because i'm just so stuck on the words on the page rather than mm -hmm. saying you're not delivering it right what's what's the solution here what are, what are your ideas trevor mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. having you be able to engage in that I, I think those are the clients that that give you their trust or um are the ones that are but it's a trust building experience yeah. and i think i think mm -hmm. the actors that uh, are doing a lot of shit out there there's a lot of shit all over at, at yeah. YouTube. And, it's and true. Think, well, a lot of shit in any industry. You right. Know? And, and that's why that's why the quality, building the community, and making sure that the stuff that we're producing and the people that we're collaborating with, we're, we're putting all, always our best foot forward. Because you're not always going to find success, but you can't get to success until you fail mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. And and I think I you know I one thing I love is I commend people for just completing projects and putting it up online even if it is shitty and shot on iPhone. That's on. very true because because yeah. it says a lot more about your character if you can actually shoot and deliver something rather than the you know as you know as an actor the the timeless story of I did this student film I did this film and then I never saw the daily I never saw the end product yeah so I, I commend the people that even if it's a shitty project I commend the people that are actually just creating and getting it out there and the actors that are able to to see their work because what you can do from those shitty experiences is look at it and say I didn't what didn't work I didn't I didn't do a great job here and yeah. if you're lucky enough to have the kind of friends that'll say that was a shitty project you know mm -hmm. uh, as as you're able to do it's important for people to hear people don't want to be they don't want to get outside of their bubble but uh, I think Ben had posted this thing on Facebook that that was like a, a gram of your comfort zone it's a bubble that says your comfort zone and and uh, growth was, growth was, like that. Outside, was outside, it, yeah. outside of it. And it's, it's very true. You yeah. know, it's very true. You're not going to grow until you push yourself and you have people come up to you and say, that just kind of sucked. You know, <laughs> that's the kind of feedback we all, we all need. Um, I think what I'm kind of getting at is that is, is the research component of it or, or developing that sensitivity yeah, yeah, yeah. before you start and realize yeah. that, 
the internet is forever and you're putting your reputation Absolutely. online when you make something, mm-hmm. um, which is why it's so great to have stuff like what you guys put out out mm-hmm. there to see mm-hmm. like, okay, what works here? Like the sound is really crisp. Okay. I'm not going to settle for anything less nope. than that kind of sound quality or, or the editing. I love the way it's, it's just, it's and, being a student yeah. constantly of this, of this work. And, and it's funny for us because we, you know, since we, since we started, there were, there were, uh, there were only a few competitors that we knew of, and now there's there's quite a few more. And and yeah. we're not certainly gonna I'm not gonna sit here and take any amount of credit for it. But the 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 thing we love is is for ourselves setting a bar for ourselves and not and refusing to go under that bar, regardless of the circumstance. Because because all that's gonna do, if each one of us is setting our own bars and. <laughs> And refusing to go under, it's just gonna it's gonna drive it's gonna drive competition, which is at the end of the day a benefit to the actor mm-hmm. if it's in in scene work and, and scene creation. Yeah, our belief is um, if all it is that you want is the experience of you don't want to spend a lot of money. There's options for that, but if you really want to jump in and dive in and create for yourself, there not just through us, but there there's there's access to resources now to be yeah. able to produce for yourself. Um, in short form, and, and and it's amazing that people still a lot of people are like, oh, I've got this feature. Do you guys want to do feature with us? And we're like, uh, well, let's take it. Let's have some coffee. Let's take a look at the script. Let's let's see where you're at. And and so often, many of the things, the components that you need in order to move forward on a on an actual feature are, are not even closely there. I mean, they haven't yeah. really yeah. thought about it because they don't know. They don't know what's up. And and so. We we believe that you know while our service can benefit the actor on in one facet of getting yourself seen by casting directors, the other facet is the the personal growth of just getting on set. If you don't have that experience or it's been a while and you just want to create something for yourself, because that's the other thing we we've just recently learned is that like scenes are actually hot now, like on Actors Access and stuff like. Actually, they promote actors to put just full scenes on there, hmm. as opposed to just demo reels. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's that's something that I guess is starting to trend now. So we we felt like really happy to hear that because we were already like providing full scenes and the yeah. edited down yeah. demo reel ahead of the curve a little bit. And, yeah, and and, and I and, and that's the other thing too is I mean everything that we do for our clients, um, you know, we provide them the the digital format, but it's not just here's a digital format we're we're done. We we provide them digital format, multiple versions of the same scenes for friend, you know, ac- actors access friendly YouTube and DVD Blu-ray ready. Wow! So so that they're so that they they're getting they're getting everything that they need. They're not paying anything more or less. Of course, we want return customers, but right. but we don't want them to return because they need they need that uh, just that extra thing that that we didn't that we failed to include or tell them about that it's going to cost them an extra 30 to $40 when they right. come back. It's right. like, we want you back, but we want you back because you want to do something new. We, we don't want you back because we forgot to give you right. yeah. something yeah. Um, or that we, you know, that we uh, hit a cost, mm-hmm. some sort of cost from you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're just about out of time here. Okay. Um, so we usually like to wrap up with the two questions, which sure. you probably know what they are. Um, but the first one, uh, is, and it's, I feel like I know the answer a little bit to this one, like mm-hmm. you touched on in the beginning, but do you feel like this career path chose you or do you feel like you reached out and chose it? I think we both chose each other. I think, I think I reached out and it definitely grabbed me. Hmm. It definitely grabbed me, but, but, um, I think, I think you have to be able to, um, 
you can't sit and expect things to happen. You have to go out and make them happen. And sometimes, and sometimes the most unexpected, I'll still go out and do PA work for my friends. Even though I love being a cinematographer, I'll still go out and do the basic work mm-hmm. because there's value in knowing that you never know who you're going to meet and what new opportunities will arise from yeah. humbling yourself and fucking just doing the work, doing it because you, why did you come out here? You came out here to fucking play. So play, take it back to that place whenever you can. And yeah. so, but it, it, it found me, it found me, but I grabbed on. Hmm. I grabbed there's, on. A, there's a story that my dad always tells me, not always, but that I've heard from him a few times. Uh, it's kind of a joke, actually. Uh, it's something about like a guy is walking along and he falls off a cliff and yeah. he's like hanging on the cliff and he's like, "God, please help!" And then like a helicopter flies by and throws down a ladder and they're like, yeah. "Hey, dude, hop on!" And he's like, "No, man, God's gonna help me. It's cool." <laughs> and like four things like that happen, and then and then like he's just like, "It's cool, man. I'm, God's gonna save me. I asked for help from God." And, and then he eventually loses his grip, I guess, and falls to his death. And then in heaven, he's like. God, like, what the hell, man? Like, I thought you were going to save me. And he's like, dude, I sent you a helicopter. I sent you this. I sent you that. So it's like, it is, yeah. it is a, you know, it, it is a, you know, to be new agey about it. Yeah. Uh, it is an issue of the universe reaching out to you and, mm-hmm. and providing you with things. But yeah, we get to be present to what is being put in our world you have and to be then, open and recognize yeah, it. Yeah, you have to be open and, and then recognize those opportunities as they come around. Yeah, and not being attached to results. That's a huge thing that's been Absolutely. huge for me these past couple of weeks is like, like you know, I'm going to get a new car and it's going to be this model and this make and blah, blah, blah. And it's, I think it's very important to have that kind of clarity. Absolutely. I'm just using a car as an example. I'm not totally. actually in the hunt for a car, but... Um, if something comes along and it's a different color and it's a different year, but it's maybe the same model, am I going to turn it down because I'm so attached to the mm-hmm. exact one I had? I think there's a time and place to be like, yes, I'm committed to my vision exactly the way I envisioned it. But also there's a time and place to be like, oh shit, I could be, I could be done with this right now and move yeah. on to whatever's next with this one. And it's, it still meets all my needs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know, that was a little spirit. No, no, like, no, no. Woo-woo, I mean, but, yeah, but, but it's so true. I mean, you have to be open. You have to be ready to recognize those opportunities that come about and, and absolutely not being connected to the end result. I think that's, that's what fucks everybody up. Yeah. It certainly fucked me up for a long time when I was starting out and I was like, well, I just need to have, I just need to have this kind of camera, <laughs> this kind of software. And, and that's the thing that pisses me off the most is, is actually when cut, clients they you know, come in or, or potential clients and they're like oh do you guys shoot on the red camera because the red is what makes it look great and i'm like fuck you it doesn't make anything look great if you yeah. don't know how to utilize right it. right and it, and it and it has nothing to do with the technology it has to do with the the people that you're working with uh-huh and and the way the that scene element, is lit I, and shot, yeah. I will gladly challenge anyone to give me any camera and i'll shoot the shit out of it all day and make make you connect to something in it as long as I understand what that intention is. Yeah, that's Amen. it. You Amen, know? dude. Yeah, it has nothing to do with technology. You can get you can hang yourself up all day thinking about, well, I need to do something that's shot on this or this or this. No. Why do people get hung up on that, man? Because it's about story. You know, I've seen brilliant, brilliant, like soul stirring pieces see, of art shot on like a little handheld, yeah. like Canon power shot, you know, from 1994. Yeah. I've but seen I, that. I, I think because the, t- the, the industry has changed from film to this digital component, and even though a red camera is still $20,000, and even though they have, I, maybe they have some cheaper ones now, but. It's still kind of a, even though it's outside of the reach of many people, I think from an actor's perspective, if you say you're a production company, 
well, yeah, well do, you, do you shoot on the red? Because it, it is much more accessible now to companies that do have that kind of capital than, than it ever was with film. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's kind of this trend to think, well, if, uh, if Aronofsky and Spielberg and all these directors that I love are shooting on red, well, and, and, and then you see content producers out there that tote that they have red or scene creators that are, that are shooting on red and they're like, we sh-, and that's their selling point is the red camera. You know what? Yeah. You should go work with those people because, because I, I, I firmly stand by the belief that if you don't have a good script and you don't know what your intentions are, you're fucked, man. You're completely fucked. Yeah. If if your crew doesn't know what the intention is, if they're not in love with the script, you're fucked. Everybody involved needs to understand. They don't need to understand the complexities of what an actor goes through, and you don't need to as an actor don't need to understand the complexities of what a cinematographer, editor, or director does. But understanding what each of us our responsibilities and how it benefits the overall story and what we're trying to create, how we fit together as a team, yeah, is so important. It's so important. Yeah. I feel like people that are that are that are uh, qualifying a project based on the type of camera it's shot on are the same people that are like, I've been told I'm really pretty, so I should be an actor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. It has. No, I mean, yeah, you're nice to look at, but it has nothing to do with with the content. Yeah. Um. I say I that to I cameras all the time. I'm yeah. like, you are really nice to look at, Red, but... Yeah. But without my story, you're nothing. Yeah, you're nothing, nothing. without me. <laughs> uh, if, I don't know what the other question was, if oh, we still have time. But. Yes, absolutely. Uh, if you had one nugget of advice to pass along to uh, to an actor, somebody uh, listening to this podcast... Um, don't, don't shoot on Red. <laughs> you're right. no, don't no. be attached to the technology. Yeah, don't be attached to Red. Um, um, yeah, but what would that nugget... I mean, you've worked with a lot of actors trust, now. Trust yourself. Self. Trust yourself, big time. I, I, th- look, you're always going to learn. You're always going to learn something new every fucking day. Uh, stop, stop, stop waiting for a result. It, just trust yourself. Stop waiting for other people to satisfy you. Take care of yourself. You know, mm. and 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 that can come in any form. If 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 you're feeling shitty and you need to just go out and get yourself an ice cream because that makes you feel good, then then don't feel the guilt of that if you can't. If you can help it, try not to bury yourself in in I need this, 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 and this, because the industry is completely upside down now from from what the perception of it is. I think that the industry is continuously changing and if you believe that you're gonna make it you will make it as long as you are proactively doing things towards your career. Don't get in your own way. Just trust yourself. And that's the only advice I can give because there's nothing else you can say that mm. that is more beneficial than self-trust. If you don't trust yourself, then how are you going to trust a team or anyone else that you work with? And how are you going to bring your character to the best place possible if you don't trust yourself to go there? You wow. Know? Amen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And sometimes yeah. You, maybe you don't trust you being able to get there performance-wise, but you're going to jump in anyway, and you're going to do your best. Yeah. Because that the difference between the person that, that's too afraid to try because they don't trust themselves and the person that, that understands that fear is a part of life, fear is there to benefit you, it protects you, it, it can help you. Mm-hmm. It can help you by forcing you to jump off and go into uncharted territory. Yeah. Yeah, as a character, you know. Yeah. You see, I've seen it and when and when I see that happen, it's it's amazing to watch. People that are actors that don't think that they're really that talented and then and then you're like, um 
yeah, you're fucking super talented. What are you talking? You know, like from, from the outside perspective looking in, I mean, we have so much respect for actors because again, these are, I'm not, I'm not a writer, but you know what, what our writers produce, you know, for our own stuff or, or for rapid reel, when you get to see it brought to life, there's a, there's a sense of pride there, mm -hmm. um, in the work that you're doing. And this is why I, I do my best cinematography and, and editing every chance I get, because it's, uh, it's exciting. It's exciting when you see actors that trust themselves. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. Well, cause they, then they bring a certain confidence to the storytelling. Absolutely. You can, you can look at them and you see that trust in themselves and you say, okay, I can relax and go for the ride because I am in the yeah. hands of a professional. My, my first, a master. I, I don't know if we still have time, but my first, um, I think I told you this story at Starbucks that, that when I was still directing, um, for, for a period of time, uh, I, I worked with a, a actress from the, from the UK and, and, I kept telling her what a great job she did after every take. And we kept doing take after take of the same thing. And, and she was, she was like, why the fuck are you telling me that I'm doing so great if I'm not doing great? And that's a really poor exaggeration of what she actually sounded like. But, <laughs> but, but, but it was, it was, it, it floored me because she got pissed at me because I kept telling her what a great job she was doing because I thought that that's what I should do. Right. And because I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention to the actual story mm. and if she actually was doing it great or not. What was, what was, we're there to service the story. Yeah. So yeah. if she wasn't actually doing a good job, why the fuck are we still doing take after take if she did such a great job? Yeah. And it, and it, I never forgot that it, it changed everything because she trusted herself enough to say, you're wasting my fucking time. Essentially, wow. yeah. you know, why are we still doing this? You, it feels like a waste of time. If it's so great, why are we on, you know, take five or, 10, whatever it was. Right. You know? Right. So, yeah. So where can people find out more about you and her image rapid reels? Innerimagemedia.com uh -huh. um, is our production site. It's a pretty crappy site right now. It's, it's in the process of being reworked. Um, we do have a few web series. Uh, we've got a web series coming out this Wednesday called dogs and me. So oh, I saw the trailer for it, man. It looks like a lot of fun. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It was, yeah. a, it was a joy to work on and, and it was a low, no budget you know, um, yeah. project, uh, but we got to work with dogs and, and that was a challenge. I can but, only imagine. Um, I was watching the trailer going like, how many trainers did they have to have on set with treats right off camera? It, there were no <laughs> trainers. It was, uh, our lead, our lead actors, dogs. And wow. so it was, um, Good dogs. it was, uh, it was a really fun, fun project to work on. So that's coming out Wednesday. Innerimagemedia.com is our, uh, production site. Rapid Reels with a Z. At the mm -hmm. end, rapidreels.com is, uh, the Rapid Reels site. Cool. And there's some, um, you know, there's some work up on there and we have a, a strong presence on YouTube and, uh, yeah, I, you know, um, I, I just say if anyone's interested in creating content for themselves, then they can reach out to us or some of our competitors and just, again, do your homework, just yeah. get out there and, and start seeing what's available to you. Um, because we're happy to, to sit down and get a cup of coffee, even if you don't, you know, purchase anything. Yeah. And go with what feels right. Exactly. And that spirit of generosity, I think is, is so key. Like to, to your mission, your vision of building yeah. a community. It's like, cool. If we're not right, well then at least, um, I can, I can help you find what is right for you. Exactly. Just being in service, man. Yeah, That's it, what like the scenes are going to be, what it's all about. The scenes are going to be shitty. The, sh yeah. the scenes are going to be shitty if we're not, if, if we're, if our intentions are, yeah. if are not <laughs> geared towards the, what they need the most. Yeah. And it, you know, to help other people, you know, absolutely. It's like I don't know where 
humanity derailed when it was like, I don't get something from this, then we're done. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like, why don't I just kind of selflessly give something to you? Well, that's a whole other conversation, but, um, <laughs> another one of my big aha moments through this, uh, training I've been doing. Yeah. But, um, and if people want to connect with you personally, can they find you on Facebook, they fi- Twitter? Um, they can find those? me on Twitter. It's, uh, Miguel Amodio. At cool. Miguel Amodio, all uh-huh. one, all one word. Um, you can find me on Facebook. I don't have a personal website up right now. I know okay. it sucks, but um, you can you can definitely reach out to me through Inner Image or Rapid Reels. Um, if you absolutely need to go to a, a website and you're somehow not on social media, but uh, yeah, you can just find me on Facebook, Miguel Amodio, um, and uh, yeah, cool Twitter. Dude, thank you so much for being here. This was really cool to, me, to talk about this stuff. And it's um, it's a first for the podcast to really go in-depth into into reels and, and the philosophy behind um, content creation. You know? awesome. Well, I'm, yeah. I was glad to be your first time. <laughs> <laughs> Lube and everything. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, hope you dug that um, interview with Miguel Amodio. Really good stuff. Really, really cool, down-to-earth, nice guy, and obviously knows what he's doing if you had a chance to check out any of his stuff. Um, I hope you're as impressed with it as I was and and continue to be. Um, Really great stuff. So make sure you guys get in touch with him. He's got a lot of wealth. Uh, he's got a lot of knowledge to share, not a lot of wealth to share. Maybe he has a lot of wealth. I don't know. He's, he has a wealth of knowledge to share, I think is what I was trying to say there. Um, so, um, make sure you take advantage of, uh, of this, of this podcast as a network opportunity as well. Um, so like I said, keeping it really short this week, I have a, uh, a pick of the week, which I think I picked a while ago, but I'm going to just pick it again, um, because they have a special going on filmmaker magazine. Awesome Magazine comes out once every two months, I think. So I think you get five or six issues a year. But the print subscription for a year is only 10 bucks right now. They have a holiday special going through the 31st of the month. Uh, for 10 bucks, you can get the print edition of this magazine. And it's awesome. I've, I've been getting it for a year or two now. And I actually posted a link to, to the deal on our Facebook page. So um, you can check there or check our website for that. Um, it's kind of one of those things that's just a great thing to have. And for 10 bucks, it's like, how could you, how could you not? So that's my pick of the week. Um, I'm going to skip a listener pick of the week, and we're going to save a couple listener picks of the week for next week, as well as AJ's pick and my pick. And, and yeah, you guys will get all that next week. So thanks for listening. Um, I hope you guys, hope you guys got a lot out of this episode, short as these, as these bookend sections are. And um, you guys know where to find us. Lots of different ways to support the podcast. Uh, of course, you can find us online at InsideActingPodcast.com and communicate with us by shooting us an email at InsideActingPodcast at gmail.com or leaving us a voicemail at 213-2-ACTORS. That's 213-222-8677. You can also find us on Twitter. Uh, we are on Twitter as a podcast as at uh, InsideActing, Twitter.com slash InsideActing. And I'm on there personally, twitter.com slash Trevor Algott. And AJ's on there as twitter.com slash digital actor. We're also on Facebook. We have a page and a Facebook group. And the link uh, to the Facebook group is under the is in the show notes on this episode on our website. So make sure you check that out and join the community there if you can. You can also find us on iTunes and on actorated.com. Uh, Just do a search for us there. We love feedback and ratings and reviews. So um, if you want to support the podcast that way, you certainly are welcome to. And then lastly, but not least, of course, you can donate to the podcast. As most of you long-time listeners know, we do this thing pretty much out of pocket. We have uh, we rely completely, actually, right now on the support of our listeners. So 
If you uh, get some value out of this and you'd like to support us, there's two ways to do it. You can hop on the website and do a one-time donation, just a lump sum, one-and-done kind of with it uh, thing. Or you can do a recurring monthly donation and become a patron of the podcast, in which case you get kind of exclusive access to some things, which is uh, not limited to having your picture and a little bio blurb on the website. So um, we appreciate uh, any kind of support. It keeps us going, and it keeps us uh, covering production costs without going too deep into our own pockets to cover it. Um, and we, we really appreciate um, being able to bring this to you guys uh, with that kind of support. Remember, you can write that support off as a tax-deductible uh, uh, education expense when you, when you do your taxes. So if you've got some, um, some tax breaks you want to qualify for or something by the end of the year, Now's the time to uh, donate to the podcast. So go ahead and just uh, head over to our website and click on the donate button on the right-hand side. That's it for this episode. AJ and I are going to be back next week with one final episode for 2012. And then we're going to take a little hiatus to focus on family and friends until the new year. So um, we'll see you in a few days. And in the meantime, lube.